Welcome to volume number 85. I'm Christian Champ. This is the Middleway Newsletter. It is a place where I write, explore, share, and invite you along for the journey. If you enjoy the newsletter, please share it with your friends. How can we use the beautiful power of constraints? Quote by Seth Godin. The thing is, if you've ever tried to play hockey on a rink that has no boards, that's just a giant lake. Two totally different games. The boards are the point. Without the boards, there is no hockey. And for me, I've set up constraints all around me. Constraints about how I choose, which projects, constraints about what I eat, constraints about what a project can entail and what it can't entail. Constraints about how many people work with me. Constraints about which media I'm gonna be in and which ones I'm not going to be in. And they're all arbitrary. After tumbling class on Saturday, my kids and their classmates tore through the gym. Little people play vacillates between chaos and order. Pushing, fighting, and even status games break out. Kids, like us adults, want to be in charge. Want what the other kids have and want to feel included. Enter the beautiful power of constraints. This Saturday was different. The kids quickly self-organized into a game. They raced back and forth from end to end, doing various challenges. A kid called out, bear crawls! and everyone immediately did bear crawls down and back. Another kid called out backwards and everyone ran backwards, down and back. The constraints of the game brought order and allowed everyone to play, get along and practice various movements. Everyone focused on the task at hand instead of slamming into each other, fighting over the trampoline or tackling whoever had the juggling balls. In a world of distractions, we can use constraints to help us focus and level up our skills. Here are four ways we can use constraints. Number one, act as a forcing function for focus and finding our deeper yes. We start with a simple question. Is this something worth spending time on? We can get to our deeper yes when we do this and know where to draw lines and where to focus. If we want more focused effort, we need to figure out the actions around it and then block out time. We put up constraints. We create a structure to force our focus and drive our outcomes. Number two, create movement and make choices. A constraint moves us forward because it takes out options. We don't need to think about the start of what we're doing because we've already decided. Once we choose, we open up space. Our choices restrict space to create space. The choice being made means that we can start right away. It's like deciding what we wanna learn. If we wanna to learn to play the drums, we needed a drum, a time to practice, and a plan of practice. We don't need to continue to debate which instrument. Once we make that decision, it is off we go. Objects in motion tend to stay in motion. When we wanna get in shape, we pick which days we train, full stop. We want to be more present with our family, so we ditch our screens and spend time being active with our family, these days at this time. When we want to get better at thinking, we read and write for one hour every day before bed. Brian Eno wrote about taking the one journey in his journal while working with David Bowie. Quote, more and more, I find I work better with 
quite structure, quite strict structures around me. What I was doing last week in those early mornings was working up some new material for these Bowie sessions. I only had a few days and the effect of this is to focus attention, less exploring of all possible journeys you can make, more determination to take one journey, even if the choice of it is initially rather arbitrary and make it take you somewhere. The big surprise for me when I work like that is discovering myself capable of an almost automatic writing way of working. I cease to evaluate much, instead just letting something carry me along. Listening back later, I think, how on earth did I get an idea like that? Number three, create repetition. The easiest way to improve and level up anything is by repetition. When we force ourselves to do something repeatedly, we increase the odds of getting our 10,000 hours. We increase the odds of mastering the patterns and understanding them more deeply. We become Tiger Woods practicing his swing, Steph Curry shooting threes, or Terry Gross mastering her questions for an interview. We start out doing small circles, as Josh Waitzkin writes about in his book, The Art of the Learn. We start with the micro and add it together to create the macro. As Bruce Lee noted, we want to practice one kick 10,000 times, not throw 10,000 different kicks. Number four, create rituals and routines. When we put constraints in place, they create a threshold for us to walk through when we start. We step through a door and enter a new place. We become a new us, like putting on a uniform. This is Steph Curry on the NBA court. Tiger Woods on the green, and Terry Gross behind her microphone. When we enter the arena, we change our state of mind. The threshold makes it a sacred space for us to explore and grow. My writing time every morning is from 7 a.m. to 7.30 a.m. For those 30 minutes, I'm a writer and an explorer. The ritual and routine of my coffee, my computer, and my music create my writing state of mind. If we only have 30 minutes or 20 years of life left, we must decide how to use the precious remaining time. The lack of choice causes us to prioritize and simplify in the short run, creating an expansion of possibilities in the long run. Following these steps lets us explore and expand our edges. When we exceed our constraints, we find our edges and extend them. We need to know our maximums to increase them. The flow state shows up when we get to 104% of our maximum. We want to find that area to practice and play there. Like Brian Eno, it just pulls us along. That is when we lose ourselves in the moment and discover new territory. Creating our own boards. Like Seth Godin's hockey rink, we start with our what and then put up boards to create the game we want. We find our two to three deeper yeses and align our boards around them. We figure out what we want to spend time on and then use constraints to make it happen. How we use our boards changes how we play the game. We can use them to check people, 
clear the puck, or create space for ourselves on the rink. Many people see boards as constraints or limitations instead of tools to support what we want to do and accomplish, opening up a world of possibilities. What do you want to be spending your time on? What structure can you put in place to make sure that it happens? How do you want to use your boards?